Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to our podcast, Life After the Letters. I'm Amelie and I'm Suba. We're friends that met whilst working our first shifts as junior doctors. And we're here to talk about the stories and challenges that we face every day. Our next guest is a doctor that you have seen gracing your television screens. He is the resident doctor on Channel 4's Body Fixers and has launched his own range of lip products with Decium. He is well known within his field as an expert for non-surgical procedures and an advocate of new technology. However, his journey did not start in aesthetics. Dr. Esho studied medicine at the University of Leicester, qualified as a doctor and began a career in surgery. He did his MRCS and core surgical training before considering others and then specialising in aesthetic medicine. He owns non-surgical clinics, one in Newcastle and another on London's famous Harley Street. He has won countless of awards in his field and is known to be an advocate for patient safety and comes highly recommended by his patients. Yeah, <laughs> feeling myself right now. Not gonna lie. Oh, that's the best introduction <laughs> for Doctor Esher. That, that, yeah, you could nah. Uh, I feel sweet. That would, <laughs> that'll keep me going for a week at least. <laughs> and it wasn't even easy to get that introduction together. Like there was so much I could have said there, but actually, yeah. I feel like Doctor Esher can say the rest himself. Oh man, we had to limit his accolades. We didn't want to like turn <laughs> this into his CV. Yeah. No, so, not at all. Yeah. no, yeah. we go stay humble, man. <laughs> <laughs> But can we also talk about Suba? This is my first time on Harley Street. Yeah. I rock up to number 10, guys. <laughs> I feel like I'm about to see the Prime Minister of Aesthetics. You know what? There's still want? time. There's still time. And <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just a beautiful clinic. So, yeah. Dr. Esho, can you tell us about your setup here and what it looks like? Yeah, so um, Harley Street is like one of my smaller clinics. So, we've got like one in Newcastle that's got three rooms, reception and treatment all across there. We've got one in Dubai now, which we launched um, earlier this year, um, which I go out to quarterly, which is a similar setup. Mm-hmm. Um, here in um, Harley Street, it's a bit more it's one room, treatment room, but it's packed with everything. It's got every laser you could possibly imagine inside here, um, almost every top of the range machine um, and all the injectables mm. as well, and then even a PRD centrifuge in the corner. So Casual. it's not really, yeah. Thanks <laughs> so yeah. for clarifying yeah, what yeah, all these yeah, uh, machines yeah, yeah, were. Yeah, yeah. You don't know this. this is a lot of machinery in here. Yeah. Like, you know I what? Mean, I don't shouldn't be saying this too much on the podcast. You said the address. <laughs> <laughs> I need to get a security camera in here exactly. real quick easy, easy. because, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it, I, I don't want people. Stuff, but yeah, it's a lot of stuff in here, and it's yeah, it's come, 
it's a blessing because mm-hmm. when I look back when I started all I had was a fold out bed from Amazon Isn't that wow. a stick in the back of my car and after my NHS shifts like because what I would do is work in my boss's private clinics but then when I started doing my own thing all I could do was get this little space in the spa and so I had this like 20 quid fold out bed from Amazon and some business card from Vistaprint you know those ones yeah, that you just do yeah, yeah. Yeah. so from that to this it's it's mad but yeah, um, yeah no it's been it's, it's, it's been a blessing I'm so excited to hear about that journey and how it began, yeah. what brought you here. And, yeah. But we also need to give a shout out to the fact that you've got shelves and shelves of your own products oh, as it's well. It's actually mad, isn't it? Yeah. To, you know what? Like, I think one thing when we go on to, because I think I saw one of your questions about brand building, mm-hmm. I always say one of the things is to try and make everything within mm-hmm. your company from you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think um, I'm fortunate. I had a lot of people around me as I progressed through and I try and absorb from everyone. Mm-hmm. And what I tried to do was go towards people who had built things. So there was like Graham Wiley who made Sage Pay. Yeah. So I picked his ear one time. I was like, you know, what what do you do? And he was telling me like, look, you know, Sage Pay. The thing with Sage Pay was it was a disc. I could print it out. It was printing money. But it was making money while I wasn't working. He yeah. goes, son, you well, keep seeing me son as well. Yeah. You know? I was like, he said, <laughs> he said, yeah, you need to kind of look at the things that can, that unconscious income. So I was like, mm-hmm. hmm. Yeah. It's true because I can only do so much with my hands, okay. you know, and then that's when I was like, right, actually, you know, let me start figuring out, you know, how do people bring out products? How do people make tech? Mm-hmm. You know, all of these things and slowly kind of build that. So then you have a clinic which not is just your clinic and your name, but everything from the products you use to the machine you use, you know, everything is embodiment of you. And then that's when you really become truly a brand, especially within aesthetics. Yeah. Dope. I almost wish I had a notebook with me. I'm going to write down unconscious income yeah, because that's yeah. what I'm looking for, Unconscious guys. income. You need you that. You need that because, you know, God forbid, like, I remember a few years back, I was thinking, like, I think I always, wait, I watch too much Netflix, so I think of the two worst case scenario. Like, You're with the, the right time. people here. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. It. So I thought, man, I don't know what episode I was watching something and some guy's hands got mashed up and I thought, <laughs> wow, what if that happened to me? <laughs> man, like, I would, there'd be nothing left and then I was thinking damn this is what you actually not just for the unconscious income anyway when you're yeah. putting, but you don't know what comes to you and no, what gets sent to you mm-hmm. and so you have to think and you have to make that not just for yourself for your family everything else and that, that's the key bit there yeah. so let's take it way 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 mm-hmm. back and mm-hmm. can you tell us why you started medicine in the first place why you started yeah. to do it so to be fair it's because of Nigerian like <laughs> I'm going to say it out there, like, most of you listening to this will be like, yeah, he's right. Um, because when I was, like, in my teens, mm-hmm. I kind of, I only wanted to do drawing. Like, I used to sketch all the time. I sketched with my eyes and uncles. I loved graphic design at school, and that's all I wanted to do. Yeah. And I remember telling my dad, yeah, I want to draw, I want to sketch. My dad's like, eh, in my house. <laughs> yeah, foolish. <laughs> so he told me, and I was like, what? Why are you killing my dreams? I was like, I hate you, I hate you. And he was like, you could either be a doctor, a dentist, a lawyer, an an engineer, or an accountant. Yeah, five options. Yeah, he was an accountant. So to be fair to him, he did give me other options in his career. Like he was being generous with options. He was being generous with the options. But (laughs) But put down the pencil. Put down down the pencil. And so, like, I was, yeah, I was so vexed. I remember running away from home. Like, but. Yeah, but not like properly. Like, you understand? I was like 12. When you say you ran away, you went out the front door. Yeah, went out the front door. Door and ran to the bottom of the road and I stayed there for about two hours then got hungry and then came back and it wasn't like you see on TV you know yeah. you see the family's like oh my god my yeah, son yeah, yeah. come back I, my dad told me to go find a stick in the back garden 
and you know, <laughs> you know. <laughs> people who know yeah. when, you, when your dad tells you to go find a stick. I don't even need to say more from yeah, that. Yeah. So um, yeah, needless to say, I didn't run away from home again. Um, <laughs> um, but then after that, really, um, they set up a work experience for me um, at Whittington Hospital. Okay. Oh my god, I did the same thing. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, Check it out. Following your footsteps. There you go. Your you're ready. You're ready. <laughs> What's your clinic? <laughs> <laughs> I know. And yeah, it just it clicked at that moment because I was on a surgical one. I was watching what we were doing, and I was like, actually, you know what? There is some relation to this art thing yeah. that you're doing here, actually, yeah. especially when you do it on people's faces. So I thought that was me. And then, so, you know, I did as my dad said, you know, went to like, did my A levels, did everything, got my grades. And the only thing, actually, to be fair, I wasn't going to go straight to med school because I was dating a girl at the time. Um, it's always a girl. There we go. Yeah. Give us the tea. Yeah. Give us the tea. So I'm going to give you the tea. So, um, yeah, so I told my dad, like, I was like, I love her, dad. I'm not leaving because... I, 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 I want to meet your dad. Can we get your dad on the podcast? <laughs> yeah, you can't. Oh, no, you know what? You can't. I was going to he will dish the absolute tea. So I can't, no, no, no. He signed to like a gag agreement, but like in that way. But um, yeah, so um, I was like, I love her that I can't leave because like, she was in a year below me. I was going to go away to uni We're and stuff. And I said, yeah. And my dad was like, are you foolish again? <laughs> he said, you are going. <laughs> and that was it. So I remember hating it for period. But then I broke up with her in like yeah. three, four months, like and yeah. everything because there's drama that happens when you're long yeah. distance and you yeah. think you're in love, but you're lost. That's who you are when they're mm. that age. Um, and that was it. And then it was the right thing, decision to do. Went through med school and then, yeah, everybody saw me. And I think when you go into med school, you probably feel the same. Mm. You're boxed off into what people think you're going to be. Mm. Almost yeah. by your personality type and how you are. Mm. So kind of, I was a bit cocky, confident. You know, people have that, yeah, surgeon. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, and then and he, and he boxed it. And I thought, right, this is me. Yeah. So I went through and, you know, that's what I thought was going to be me. But slowly, like I got. And can to, I just interrupt you? Yeah. And when you started going into surgery, is that mm. something that you felt excited about? What oh, big time, doing? big okay. time. Like it, 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 you know, I felt at that time, like, man, this is me. You know, when I graduated, we made a joke because, to be fair, I remember going to med school and thinking, I do not fit in here because mm. I went there. And I grew up in Edmonton, you know, so like, where we were, yeah. Oh my gosh, Suba is fangirling. We're literally yeah. local. We're local, where are you? Wood Green. Yeah, I used to work in Wood Green. <laughs> yeah, I worked at the Sega Park down there. Like my dad made me work. <laughs> yeah, my dad made me work. You know, again, this is another podcast. But like my dad, like when I was like 16, so, right, everybody's enjoying their summer holidays. But I was like, right, you are going to get <laughs> And sent me down with a CV. Can you imagine? Dress yeah, me up in a yeah, suit. Yeah. You were saying about, oh, when did you start wearing suits? Then. Okay? <laughs> when I got me my first suit, sent me down there with my CVs. Can we also talk about the fact that obviously now you have your low pitch booming voice? Yeah. But we've already discovered that back then you had your little MJ high pitch. I had an MJ high pitch voice. Can <laughs> That's probably what it sounded like. And literally, I think it was like 16, 15, like my uncle called the house like to speak to my dad and I was like hello and he was like bruh who's that like, and I was like it's me uncle it's me and like, he was like Jesus Christ so since then I've had this deep voice since then it's just stayed yeah. so kind of like Barry White I've grown to like it now like, yeah it's, like, it's soothing I like it it is it's one of those so like, hopefully back. but yeah going back so um, when I was um, where were we I don't even know where we were so are you telling us about how your dad made you go get this job yeah, yeah. so my dad wanted me to go get this job um, in Sega Park during that time and yeah it did 
I think it was good because they kind of gave me values in a sense that almost they taught me work with reward, you yeah. know, work with reward each time yeah. they me to understand how to manage your own, my own money. Yeah. You know, my dad was an accountant. When I was at school trips, my dad would give me money and then ask me to do an opening and closing balance. Yeah. If I got it right, then I got to keep the money. If I got it wrong, then I didn't. So you got it right. So I went right every damn time. You best believe yeah. trainers are expensive, man. <laughs> and so, yeah, so I would do that all the time. So I think it kind of instilled those things into yeah. me kind of each time. Um, but yeah, when I got to med school, I, I, I thought, man, it's a different world because no one's from my area. You know, I was like one, I thought I was the only black person yeah. first. Yeah. And I was like, wow, like, you know, and I remember arriving and these guys coming to me going, you want to play Goldeneye? And I was like, Nah. What's, go, what's Golden? Yeah, Golden is like an old school game. See, this I'm showing my age. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, like a video yeah, video game, game oh, okay. but old one, old one, <laughs> um, like Tetris old. You know? Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So then, um, yeah, and then I remember thinking, man, I need, I, I, yeah, I don't need to be here. And then, like, I saw one black guy across the room, yeah. and honestly, like. Anyone will know will see. When you see another black guy in there, you nod anyway. For whatever reason, I don't know, genetically, <laughs> you just go, yeah, cool. And we just ran to each other. It was like a Romeo and Juliet type. <laughs> yeah, thing. I remember like, like, so you know, like those Bollywood movies. Yeah, like, it was like that. We were just like, we were just jumping in. Exactly that, man. It was a Leicester, man, so it was like that. And then we went through, and they're like, we were like, yo, we've got to stick together. I remember us walking through the corridor looking at the photos. And in each photo, there oh, was, like the sort of yeah, the people graduated before, and, yeah. and there was one black guy in each photo. Yeah. So we were like, "Only one of us can make it." Yeah. <laughs> Like statistically, you gotta go. <laughs> you gotta go with me or you. Yeah. And I was like, yo, man, like, I like you right now. But, <laughs> but my gonna, dad. We're gonna, yeah, exactly. We're gonna I have can't go, I can't take a stick with me. My dad's sorry, we gotta cut you off. Uh, but we both made it in the end. So, oh, so they increased their quota. They increased the quota. Oh, that's nice of them. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, but it was good. And then, you know, when we got through, because we both were in the surgical training, he went to orthopedics, I wanted to go to plastics. Mm. And we, I think we both were similar in a sense, we started getting disillusioned with what was happening. At that time, the year I was coming through was that year where there was that big crisis, where there wasn't enough jobs mm. for doctors. A lot of doctors went to Australia, New Zealand, away. Yeah. A lot of people went out of medicine, so a lot yeah. of my mates went into business in the city. Yeah. You know, there was different decisions to be made. So was this kind of like the first time that was happening? Yeah. For now, actually, like mm. for us now, that's really Cold, yeah, like, no, it was one of the yeah, it was one of the first times it was happening yeah. because I think what happened years before there was a shortage, yeah. so they opened up okay. admission and then everything funnel next again. Yeah, Once yeah. you get into that SHO type level, everything funnel next because then if there's not enough jobs, yeah. then where do they yeah. go? And you know, for me in hospital, what started happening was and probably still for you guys. It was different for what the surgical people beforehand. They were getting to do things. You know, mm -hmm. they're doing appendices from house officer level. Yeah, yeah. You know, we were struggling to get bits at registrar level. You know, yeah. we were getting de-skilled, and it wasn't great. Yeah. Where then in my boss's private clinics, I was learning non-surgical treatments. Yeah. And I was getting really good at them, and yeah. I felt like my own boss. I, yeah. I didn't feel like I was part of the system that was like holding me down. Mm -hmm. Don't get me wrong, the positive bits of the patients was great, yeah. but I still okay. felt I was doing positive things in that clinic as well. So it's kind of like at your level because yeah. you were a registrar. Yeah, course, yeah, exactly. In your day job, you weren't getting the no. time that no, you no, wanted no, or you not expected to be getting. Exactly. But in your private clinics with your boss, you were. It was getting you know, that autonomy. I was getting that autonomy. And, you know, when I kind of look back, I remember having a conversation with him saying, like, you know, what would you do? Because I'm getting, you know, I'm not sure what I want to do going forth, man. I need to choose what I'm going to do in my life. And he said to me, I remember him saying that, look, you know, if I was doing surgery now, I couldn't be doing what you're doing. 
it's, it's a different game now. Yeah. Yeah, um, and from that moment, that's when I started to kind of decide. You know, and then it took from there. And geez, it's just like exploded. So um, I know you sort of spoke just briefly about it before. Mm. What was that process then? So you kind of had this conversation with your boss. Yeah. So then, so then I had to have that conversation with my parents. <laughs> Dad <laughs> so, comes so, again. So, yeah, so you need to understand. So I sat down with Mr. Escher, the boss. Right? And <laughs> no, really, I was Mr. like, hold Escher. on, so you need to tell me, I sent you to medical school. <laughs> and now you are leaving your secure job in the NHS for this jalo jalo job. <laughs> and I, just, I was like, Dad, but I'm serious about it. I'm like, you know, I'm good at this. And he didn't understand. My mom was like going, why don't, why don't you be a pediatrician? And I was like, Mum... Where did that come yeah, from? I don't, yeah. Where did that come from? I mean, that's so mum, though, isn't it? It is, you know. Yeah. They, like, she just was like, oh, you're really good with kids. Yeah. I was like, it don't work like that. <laughs> I'm, I'm good with yeah. kids, but I don't like seeing kids sick. It upsets yeah. me, you know. It's a different mentality. Um, and I said, look, honestly, I'm really, I'm really good at this. And so my dad was like, look, no, you know, you need to be secure in your plan, you mm. know. So we kind of came to a middle ground where I said, look, why don't I combine it? Because you wanted me still to get a CCT. Yeah. So then general practice was there. I'm not saying it was an easy option, but it was the one that allows, I think, entrepreneurs really definitely. to have Absolutely. almost portfo definitely. portfolio career. So it allows you to combine different aspects as well together. I feel like entrepreneurship was built into GP in a yeah. lot of ways. Because yeah. actually there's so much... Even within the medical job, yeah. you become a partner, you yeah. run your clinic, yeah. you can expand that. Yeah. Yeah, even like so many times I've said as part of it, it sh there should be an MBA. Yeah, you know, there should be, you know, because before you come through, a lot of doctors, you know, you become limited companies, everything, you're paying yourself. No one teaches you about any of that. Not at all. And actually, you are business people in your own right. So I think, as well as the medicine, you know, at least for a year or six months, there should yeah. be an MBA related mm -hmm. module that focuses all those things. Because yeah. when you come out, all of a sudden, you, you, you know, you've got this money, or not much, but you're still growing with the money, and you don't know really what to do with it. Much. Yeah. yeah, and I think you definitely touched upon it when you said when you went to go and work with your boss, yeah. actually you gained a lot of autonomy. And I think autonomy is what's missing from the mm. NHS these days. Mm. And it's really interesting mm. when we look at all the ratios over the past couple of years. Yeah. Actually, I think about 50% of people go into training now after their F2 year, whereas before that number was about 80-90%. Yeah. So there definitely needs to be a shift and a change in yeah. the autonomy of clinicians. Yeah, so yeah. And, and I think as well time, because yeah. I think... People expect you very quickly to know what you like. Mm. There's so many yeah. different specialities. Like how you support, you, you know, you get given your rotation, you're lucky if you get your first yeah. bit, mm -hmm. but how do you know that's going to be the thing for you the rest mm -hmm. of your life? Mm -hmm. You could do a year, two years of it and not think, you know, this is an option for me. But yeah. very quickly, because time's going and mm. you need to do exams and you need to mm. get jobs, you yeah. have to figure out very quickly what you want. And that's why a lot of people end up changing at different parts of their career because yeah, exactly. they've committed too early. Mm -hmm. And I mean, the reality is in our training pathway, you make a decision about your future career one and a quarter bit into yeah. working. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Any other speciality is unheard of. That's unheard of. It's crazy. Yeah. And back in the days, you know, like when our consultants were sort of choosing their mm. pathways, they would spend three, four years at SHA level exactly. just rotating. But you'd build experience. Yes. And actually exactly. that really yeah. still count. Yes. The frustrating thing is nowadays, say if you go off for two years and you do a, a job and actually you come back and you're really skilled, yeah. you still have to go back to square yeah. one. And it almost sometimes can count against you mm -hmm. because yeah. then people think, well, why were you away in this bit? Yeah. Why weren't you yeah, yeah. certain about what yeah. you wanted to do? So yeah, it can be quite difficult. Yeah. Um, it's inflexible sometimes. Yeah, yeah, no, totally. Um, but and yeah. Also people don't 
respect the flexibility mm. of it. So we've got one A and E um, registrar. Well, he's a registrar, but actually he's not actually done a lot of his exams. Mm. So he would classify as an SHO essentially. Mm. But this guy has done training in absolutely every area, mm. and he's a person that you will go to and ask for advice and ask for questions, mm. and he will just get the department running. Mm. But yes. this guy's only an SHO, and I say mm. only. But he's got years of experience, yeah. but I suppose our training just doesn't really allow for people to progress monetary, like financially yeah, as well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. even despite the experience they have. Yeah. So you kind of got to do it on your own. Yeah, well. you have to do it on your own and you have to find your own way. And that's why in the end with that discussion, we managed to. And then, you know, initially still my mum was like, oh no, I don't know. You know, mm. my dad was, my mum got it before my dad did, because obviously my mum was paying attention and started seeing me like <laughs> in magazines and TV and different things. She was like, I bet she's keeping all the yeah, clips. Yeah, yeah, she was keeping yeah. all the kits. And she was like, oh, maybe he's really good at this. But it's a different world from them, especially yeah. aesthetics. It's very far removed from what they yeah. know. And I think the, the time my dad got it, yeah. and this is still talking about, like, I've been doing it for a while. I was going to say, if you're a magazine, this yeah. isn't like, oh, dad, like, yeah. a week later. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was a week later, like, just grabbing it, catch me in vogue, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, like, not until, I'm telling you, last year, fully was when my dad got it. Like, he got it beforehand because he's an accountant. So he oh, started he seeing the accounts yeah. and he was yeah. like, eh-heh. Yeah, my son. Yeah, making that paper. <laughs> yeah, so that was all right. But then also he was still wanting that academic, like, you know, yeah. just that, that prestige, yeah. you know. Yeah. And I think when I was, yeah, so front cover of Times magazine in April last year, I think that's when he got it. That's when he was like, yeah, um, this my son's doing something here. Like even I don't understand industry. Yeah. Like for him to be on the front cover of that magazine, yeah. Yeah. like you're that's part something. of the institution. Now. Yeah, yeah. That's actually that's wild. crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think my, it would literally blow my parents' mind if they saw me on TV. Right. I am telling you, yeah. it was almost like a bit of a little national holiday where my family from in Nigeria. Aww. Literally, Aww. my mum bought out every one of those magazines. I was actually in Monaco at the time giving a lecture on Amalasers. And so I wasn't actually as, as no, 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 yeah. no, no, just dropping it, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, and you know, my team just dropped me this message, and we're like, because there wasn't proper Wi-Fi in the hotel, and so this image was just spinning. They're like, oh my god, oh my god, look at this, and I'm thinking, what have I done? That's almost what I do because I feel like a naughty child. And so I'm like, what have I done? What have I done? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it was loaded, and then that loaded, and I was like, oh my mm. days. And yeah, a lot changed from that moment. Mm. You know? Amazing. Can we talk a bit about your mentor? Because yeah. I know you sort of touched on your boss that had yeah. a private clinic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, at that point in time, was it what, it what it is today? I imagine it was different. It was different. It was very much, you know, every, like, kind of people in plastics, the majority back then, had, you know, either their own private clinic or, you know, were part of a private institution. You know, yeah. it was hand in hand with plastics, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it was very small, yeah. um, but busy. You know, and I think aesthetics then as well really wasn't as crowded as it is now. Yeah. You know, I, I always go back to the, what I say, the four kings and queens. So there were main people yeah. doing it back at that time. So you had people like Dr. Praga, you yeah. know, Tapan Patel, mm -hmm. Brita Raucus, you know, all these big names. They've got they such good like, names yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. No, you, you would think they made them up, yeah, innit? Yeah, like, um, like they Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but they were there and they were doing bits. And so really everybody else was kind of unlucky. 
But now, as I think I was speaking to you before we did it, like, because there's so much tools to your own utilization, yeah. you know, you don't really have to be from an extra privileged background mm-hmm. or have things to break through. Yeah. You know, a lot of the excuses you tell yourself, they're not excuses anymore. No. You know, you go, oh man, well, you know, I ain't got the resources. You know, social media's free. You know, you got website builders and the things that yeah. are free. You know, you can do the opportunities are there. Yeah. YouTube, yeah. you know, you can do your things to grow your brand within and get yeah. out there. Yeah. You just need to get creative and understand yourself yeah. um, and you can do all of those things because obviously you're, yeah you're operating in a very different field to like mm. your mentors because mm. like you say you know back then it was sort of you you got to the end point and you could easily then expand into these sort yeah. of things and along the way you're probably building yeah. that kind of you know that clientele whereas mm. now it is a lot more about your branding and your yeah. sort of social media presence yeah. and even you know looking at your uh, magazine cover yeah. the way they phrased you is like the selfie doctor will yeah, see you now yeah, yeah. it's so sort of like um, sound bites of now and yeah but what I do say is still even now it takes time yeah. so a lot of people don't realise so sometimes people will look and go and you said all those things and I've said it a lot of people just thought I popped out of nowhere mm-hmm. you know for many people that's it they just people think they popped out of nowhere mm-hmm. you know and people want to be the I mean, I'm always saying I'm a finished article. People want to be the finished article before they yeah. even yeah. there. Well, also, people don't understand the journey that you've had yeah. previous. I don't even think a lot of our listeners would have heard of the years and years of training that you've yeah. gone through. Yeah. And it's actually quite interesting. Super and I, on our Instagram yesterday, we posted and um, that we were interviewing you today. So we mm. allowed those people to ask questions. Mm. But you know when people don't know how to use Instagram, right? And they're meant to like message... Let's say they're trying to message you, their, you know when they're trying to message their friend a picture <laughs> and say, Oh my gosh, and they start putting like snidey comments on it. Spill the tea. Some people, yeah. <laughs> they send the snidey comments to us and I was like, Oh my gosh, this is such a microcosm of what prob- yeah. probably Dr. Esho is getting on a daily basis. Yeah. yeah. So it's really interesting that people think that you're their competition. Yeah. Um, and also that you've somehow got this overnight yeah you know i think a lot of people so it's funny so if i dial it back in different stages so there was yeah. a time like we go back to when i had my fold out bed yeah i literally and, was like we need to speak about the fold out bed and literally even like there was one time i had a patient and she had some of the boots on hills and she kicked a hole in it so it still had a hole in it for a good <laughs> and i was so vexed because this was the only fold out bed i had yeah i tried to patch it up it did not work you know when you get your surgical <laughs> yeah. stitches yeah, 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 yeah. tried to stitch a level like that it didn't work man. Um, <laughs> works with wounds not for leather um, so, um, literally i had that and all i had was instagram so I, the only thing I did different back then than what everyone else wasn't doing was people weren't showing their work. Yeah. Yeah. People were showing a bit on websites and different things. But Before. I think people were afraid. I don't know. Maybe they were afraid. Of course Maybe they were. Of I, I, I don't know. But I would just put myself out there. And that's a scary place to be. Yeah. To make yourself vulnerable, just put yourself, you, you, yeah. all your work out there and yeah. say, this is me. You know, it's not an easy thing to do. People doing it now, but back then it wasn't. And yeah. it's scary to do that as a doctor yeah. as well because yeah. you've never been taught to do that. No. And actually... The questions I bet that you've got in all your interviews is mm. how do you deal with putting your life out there, your work out there? How yeah. do you manage your brands? How do you manage what you say? Yeah. But let me not interrupt you. Continue. Yeah. And, I mean, also to add mm. the whole bringing your personality yeah. to your job because I think so often as doctors we're taught mm. to be professional, yeah. put on the mask, yeah. the white coat, all yeah. these things that like rip away no. you. Whereas no. I feel like your brand is you. You, you come in. Yeah, you, you have to be self. you when you're doing it. The first thing 
I think I decided very early, and I think I thank my parents for that, was to be kind of proud of who you are mm-hmm. and not let that compromise what you're going to do. Yeah. You know, I used to, I couldn't understand, even when I was in NHS, I always would have fun on the wards and nurses, always good job. Because I'd be like, look, you can have fun, you can have jokes, as yeah. long as you're still getting a job yeah, done. Yeah, yeah. You don't have to be like, um, stressed, stressed and, and serious, serious and, exactly and, and being a certain way. Yeah. You know, yeah. you can, that's what's beautiful about all of us. We're all different people, mm-hmm. we're all the same, we're very boring world. Mm-hmm. And so, that's what I wanted to come across in my Instagram was like I'm going to be me my spelling mistakes my grammar everything else is going to be me you know and I (laughs) put that there yeah and that was it (laughs) I put it all out um, there and you know at that time I was getting like maybe 10 11 likes no I was getting 9 likes and I'd like it myself to to make it double numbers you know that one so to get that double numbers I call my mum mum can you like this thing and then you get 11 and then it says 11 11. likes yeah Yeah. you know and then you know it started them picking up and then you know it was like a couple of months and it was like 50 then like 100 then I started feeling myself call my mom so I have to live like this no more you know and throw away that phone yeah throw it with this this is it you know and it built and then even then you face different challenges. So one of the biggest challenges I faced, not, you know, we talked about with my parents and them understanding, but it was with colleagues as well. Mm-hmm. So, you know, aesthetic practices sometimes is seen in different ways from your colleagues, you know. Sometimes people, I remember when I was first in it was building, so obviously things started changing, you know, so I got a new car and different things and I was still in chest and I was driving like a C class AMG or something yeah. and then you know this boss was like oh that's a nice car uh, that's a, that's a nice, I know your salary yeah that's, yeah. A, yeah that's a nice level bag what salary is this guy cutting you know driving a better car than me you know but but then at the same time they're not seeing the flip side that you know you were coming out of your NHS job yeah. then you were doing your private clinic job you were doing Juggling. hours you know doing stupid hours each time so you were grafting you were putting in the work so you yeah. deserved the reward and anyone deserved that but it wasn't just about the money Mm-hmm. because you know if it was that I would have gone into investment banking like my cousins exactly. and everything exactly. cashed out People's early like, hey. and done that that's not yeah. the thing I mean the bottom line is that yeah. if you're a doctor you've got a certain degree of intelligence yeah. and there are a lot of avenues to make there's a lot, lot of avenues money to do there's for how hard you yeah, work and you're teachable that's why when I said you know a lot of people in that time when I was going left to go for medicine to other things they love doctors because it shows we're teachable mm-hmm. and we've got mm-hmm. skills so then people went into business and different things in the city yeah. and made very you know lucrative jobs yeah well, the job satisfaction was there, I don't know. But for me, it was, wow, this is something I'm good at, something I love, yeah. and yes, I'm, I'm doing well from it. So it all kind of came together. Yeah. Um, but then it just built up over time. And even when I started doing some TV bits, by then I had grown a reputation on social media and different things. Mm-hmm. So when people... now but also in them, real life. In real life. Yeah. And so like you say, so one of the things is a lot of people are like, oh, he's just, you know, he's, he's, he's got that show on E4, so that's the only reason. Nah. You know, yeah. it was it was from way back before yeah, yeah, then. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know that that hadn't really nothing to do. It opened me to another audience. Yeah. But it didn't inform what I did. No, you know no, that was way no. back from then. So yeah. you know that that's where it is from there. But I would say it's the same for people. Like you're not no one's, and I genuinely mean this. No one is anyone's competition. You know, you make your own lane. You yeah. know, and as long as you do that and you focus on yourself. Yeah. Jeez, you know, there's there's no limit to what you can yeah. achieve and do. And especially, especially one of the biggest things, because I don't know the people that were messaging you, if they were like, you know, Nigerian or different things or things like that. Yo, 
one of the biggest things I say is, man, we should be supporting each other. Absolutely, yeah. You know, and we should be building because, you know, if you look in different realms now, so you look in music, you see in sport, you see in things, there's a change happening, you know. It's a change that's been coming for a while. Mm -hmm. You know, there's been a lot of talent that's been marginalised because of backgrounds, and now there's a change. So yeah. particularly in this field, whether it's aesthetics, whether it's not, we should be all supporting each other and pushing each other to do better. That's, that's what you should be doing. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Yeah. So, actually, what was interesting to me it was cosmetic doctors and yeah. estheticians of yeah. messaging. So, how have you found as you've gained more success? How have you found the industries been receiving you? Yeah. So originally, I think when I first broke through, because you know they don't tell you, it's the product people that bring the price they tell you. Mm. So I remember when I was first breaking through, and I was a really small account back then. And I remember one, I won't mention her name, um, which was really nice. Um, and she said, you know, TJ, you're making a lot of people nervous. And I said, what? <laughs> and she said, like, you know... What does that when, mean? I said, what does that mean? She's like, like, I'm coming to see you. And these are bigger accounts than you. And they're like, oh, you're just going to see Dr. Ash. You know, what's he like? You know, what's he about? You know, uh, okay. little, just little things Sweet like little that. Yeah, questions. just what, you know, and all, you know, I heard he's just, you know... First it was like, oh, I heard he just likes to party. I was like, party when? <laughs> with when, what time? With what time? <laughs> DJ Pillow. Bed. You know, that's it. That's me. You know, I'm like, yo, when? I would love that. Like, yeah. it does just not happen. I rarely get time off. And when I do, then I shut up <laughs> everything. But it's rare. And then, um, yeah, so then I thought, man. And she was like, oh, don't worry. Some people, I heard off comments were like, oh, you know, he's just a bit flash. He's a bit of a fad. It's this and that. Then things start happening. So, mm. you know, yeah, the press started happening. Then the following started happening. Then the clinic started building. Then the time to... And then I think, obviously, again, when the time suit happened, yeah. that, I think, made a lot of people go, this guy ain't going away yeah, yeah, in yeah, the time exactly, suit. Yeah. And started to make people... And one of the biggest things, I think, is also as well, is it's a good thing about social media and a bad thing about social media. Mm. People assume they know you. Yeah. And they can take a different interpretation from what you post, oh, different to what you are. Yeah. And what I found was, because it was like, you know, I thought it was, you know, 
I always try to motivate and I'm trying to do, and sometimes when I post motivation posts, it's not for people, it's for myself to kind of regulate yeah, myself yeah, and get myself yeah. in a certain mindset. And sometimes that's taken by people like, man, yeah, this guy's inspiring me and doing it. Some people are like, oh man, this guy is just gassed, he's just doing this and yeah. this. Can I and actually so, pause you on that as yeah. well? Because I remember me and Subaru were talking about one of the posts that you did yesterday. Mm. And, no, not yesterday, you did a while, while back. And mm. um, I think it's like a helicopter. And yeah. the, the caption underneath it is like, yeah. um, we used to catch buses. You used to for the WA. Yeah, WA. Exactly, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you know. Do you, know, what's, like that, do you know what's mad from that? Actually, for those of us who were catching buses yeah. and know those bus routes, yeah. that is such an important reference for us because yeah. we can see, yeah. oh my gosh, that's what we've been doing like yeah. our entire lives. Yeah. That's what our parents still do to this day. Yeah. And now it's actually very mad that we're standing in front of a helicopter. Yeah. So, yeah, for that... Us for receiving some, that is yeah. interesting, yeah. but for other people receiving that, maybe they think, oh, he's just a flash show off. Yeah, they, yeah, I think unless I think for people that understand that story, they know. Yeah. So I think I had this conversation with a boy who did the same thing. He's doing football coaching, he's done really well for himself. Mm -hmm. And he used to say the same. He goes, for them, the wine will never ever taste as sweet. Yeah. And mm -hmm. that is because when you come from those ends, yeah. like Edmund Green, yeah. Edmund. There's no helipad there. No helicopters are landing there. You know, police come there, but no helicopters are landing there. Blue so, lights, yeah, yes. blue lights. So when you come from that, you know, and I, 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 literally, I literally say always, you know, without all these kind of, you know, things like that, you know, it's all about family and that. But all these things always surprise me to every day. I'm yeah. like a little kid in this. Yeah. You know, I never thought, you know, I wasn't impoverished but you know we, we weren't you know living yeah. large you know yeah, family yeah, and stuff yeah. like that and it taught me values and that but now to be able to have like a house in Wimbledon to be able to be flying like, because have the cars all these different things but then also have the family and the friends surrounding it yeah, it's yeah. the best place to be and I, I count my blessings every day for mm -hmm. it um but I can see how then when some of these people see that then they'll be like reading a certain way yeah it's only to then when they meet you in person they're like ah oh, it makes sense and I get every single time yeah. I sit there and I'm just chatting and they go, you know what? You're quite chilled. You think? And yeah. I said, yeah. What, what? What do you expect me to be? Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm the same guy. I still go down to Edmund tomorrow, and I'll be in like Chicken or Fez. You know, with the yeah. boys and sitting there in my value box. You know, yeah. and that's it. You know, but yes, tomorrow I might sit in the Ivy with someone else and be doing. Yeah. You know, I can go between because yeah. I was from both. I was from one, and I grew into the other. Yeah. So you know, that how, doesn't make you different. So how do you find it being in a sort of you know coming from humble sort of yeah. things? And being in a sort of, you know, more bougie place, shall we say. Do you feel that actually, like... Because um, in a way, would you say yeah. that, like, you know, obviously you're still tight with yeah. family. Yeah, friends. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, how do, do they see you kind of... You know when what? they see you in those environments, are they a bit like, yeah. ooh? Yeah, you know <laughs> what? It was good because it shows you... When you're building a certain level of success, I always say, you know, I haven't made it. There's so much to do. You know, a lot of people say, oh, you mean... No, no, no. Mm -hmm. The work is just getting done. Mm -hmm. But it shows you who your real friends are and who not. Yeah. And what was great was I've got a tight, so, yeah, um, what was great is you've got, a I had a tight community and I still have with friends that, you know, had my back. Every time I was doing something big, they're like, you're, you know, you're a hype man. They're like, yo, yeah, yo, yo, yeah. I saw this and do it. And it was the same back and forth. Mm -hmm. And even some of my friends that weren't doing my special, but doing other things in life, yeah. it was pushing them to do more. Yeah. And so there's a big group of us and mates that we grew up, we knew each other since we were like, seven you know and we've still been friends today each time we meet each other it's like it was yesterday yeah. and those are the ones that were just fully supporting you will get others and you will find this in your life mm -hmm. that all of a sudden start acting differently mm -hmm. and it's not because you've changed but it's because they're 
acting differently because of your success mm -hmm. and when you start thinking that negative energy you've got to cut it out mm -hmm. you know you can give it time and let people to know but sometimes people aren't going to be there yeah. it's okay to grow apart from yeah. people you know because sometimes people don't have that mindset yeah. just as you don't maybe have that mindset to sit on your ass and not do anything and blame the world for different things mm. they don't understand the mindset you have of going out there and getting it think it's just been given to you yeah. so it can clash in that way sometimes yeah so we've talked about where you started do you mm. mind just like taking us through where you've got your education from yeah. um, around aesthetics yeah so yeah yeah so a lot of it happened obviously during first of my surgical training at that time as well because mm -hmm. I was getting a lot taught in the private clinics um, from there um, and then a lot happened within Harley Street here itself okay. um, a lot of the courses particular ones with Allegan and different other institutions as well there was one another as well um, Cosmetica in Liverpool mm -hmm. as well and what happened was you know Again, this is why I tell people when they message me and they talk about, oh, you know, I want to come through and I want to do this and I want to be now. You know, I'm like, man, I was focused. I didn't even want to put myself out there yeah, at that yeah. time. I was just busy trying to watch, learn, yeah. absorb, yeah. you know, and do. And then when I started coming to a point, because you can imagine, if you're putting yourself out there at that beginning stage, when you're just even understanding what a needle can do. Yeah, completely. You know, what, what, do, you, what do you expect? There? What are you going to put out there? Yeah. You know, <laughs> What are you going to put out there? You yeah. know, yeah, you're not getting no likes for that. Yeah, you know, yeah. you know, is it? So you know, wait, be calm. Yeah. You know, hold it out because sometimes it's not good being out there, as you've seen, and then mm. the other bits and different things. You have to have a tough skin because no matter how good you are, mm. you know, no matter how you know great maybe people think you are, there's going to be people that will hate you for the way others love you, mm. and, and that will always be there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I just wanted to run through the questions because yeah. I think we've got about 10 minutes left. Yeah. yeah. But I know we've got so much more that we want to yeah. ask you. So we spoke to our audience, uh, sorry, we spoke to our audience and they were talking about this Snapchat, this one more yeah, yeah, yeah. which you actually called Yeah, I came up with that. So can I just say it's so mad that people are using your terms? I know, I use my term and they don't even know I came up with it. I was like, no. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah. So can you tell people what Snapchat dysmorphia is yeah. and how that relates to your business? Yeah, so what happened was, um, I would say over the last five years, you know, people before would come in referencing different pictures of models that they would see. That was the old way people do it. Because sometimes people couldn't articulate what they wanted. Okay. So they bring a picture of a model or actress and that was yeah. it. And then you would say, okay, I like this bit of her, this bit of her, this is what I want to achieve. And but that would tend to be facial yeah, features. Yeah, facial features. And yeah. if it was realistic or not, then you know we would talk about that and see if it was achievable. Now, with the introduction of social media platforms, yeah. people weren't doing it anymore. They were using Snapchat filters in a way it would change the nose, the cheeks. No the way! The Imagine coming in with like, the dog filter. Yeah, like, sorry, yeah. Um, well, you know what? You know what? The, the one that people will come with the most? The halo one with the flowers. Oh, yeah, I love that yeah, one. Yeah, that one makes I me look like yeah. I'm like, see, see, people yeah. think yeah. that they look what, like What, the little butterfly one? <laughs> yeah, yeah, with the, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's my vibe. Yeah. I get you, I get you. I'll limbs down. Yeah, yeah. And I'll be like, what? You want the butterfly too? On the butterfly as well. Shady <laughs> yeah, you know, like that. Um, but really, it, in a way, still, if it was a reference point, it was okay yeah. because it was yeah. a closer reference point because actually it was using yeah. you but changing. But then the problem became was I was seeing people that were saying, No, I want to look snatched like this photo, you know, and I'm looking at it's not possible, no. like it's not. No. But people were saying they want to, and and because of that, it 
you know, it worried me. And I remember just in the clinic being um, with my assistant and I said, man, like, it's like everybody's got Snapchat this morphia or something. And then we just started talking like, about it. Mike, drop. Yeah. yeah. And then, like, it's I started tweeting it. And then before I knew it, it just started picking up. And then mm-hmm. I even saw the other day, it was in JAMA. And then, you know, and they were quoting no me. Yeah. And then I saw in some American paper, psychology paper, they were quoting me. <laughs> I love it. And I was like, man. Oxford Medical. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> Is someone gonna pay me? Like, <laughs> you know, like, I don't know. Like, I just need to figure this out. I'm Nigerian, I'm still a businessman here. Yeah. I'm happy I came, but yo, you know. But then I said, I thought, can I trademark it? But because it's got Snapchat in it, I'm uh, sure if I trademark it, then, oh, you won't be able to Snapchat, it will come for me. So, yeah, I don't want them to come for me. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's too big a brand. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, no. So, the next question mm. I'm fascinated to hear is, um, People want to know the secrets to the golden lip ratio. Okay, okay. So tell us, yeah. Da Vinci. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. What's your so, so there's original golden ratio, yeah. the fire ratio, which really basically says in terms of the lips, the bottom lip is two-thirds the size of the top lip, you know, roughly, okay, like 1.6. But now I kind of made my own extra ratio based on that because what I saw was there was a change, okay. big shift. If you look at people now, everybody now wants a more ethnic look yeah when it not just when it comes to faces when it comes to everyone in the body every girl doing squats everything you know what I mean everybody wants to have a more ethnic look so from that two third ratio now it became a more 50-50 ratio Mm. that's so interesting isn't it how much the beauty norms influence all naturally what people want and I think if you dial back in the next 20 years everybody's going to merge so I've looked at those images where they merge all those ethnicities together and they show what people look like it's beautiful Um, and I think it's good in a way that people are appreciating these things because before now you know like say now that merger of the lip being a 50-50 ratio you know my lips I have people going to me oh Dr. S you know what do you put in your lips I'm like DNA (laughs) you know it's Nigerian you know you know it's DNA DNA. oh is that a new product yeah new product yeah can can I be injected that no you foolishness (laughs) so so, (laughs) that's the same thing so but back then I was you know people teased me yeah. You know, people like yeah. rubber lips, big lips, yeah. you know, and everything. Now, now people paying yeah. to have those lips, it's you know. Crazy. So it's crazy. Um, but yeah, it shows how those ratios change. So when mm-hmm. I described it, now it was more 50-50 ratio rather than the one to two thirds. Um, it had different features which people liked, mm-hmm. uh, which was the peak cupid's bow, yeah. um, and also the bottom lip just being slightly dipped. Um, so that together made up what I call the Escher kind of yeah. triad together. And I guess because you're getting all the exposure to like mm. all the all the people that you're seeing, mm. obviously what the industry's like. Yeah. It's, you're in the prime position mm-hmm. to... Yeah, I think, you know, it's, it's a way you realise you start to dictate influence in yeah. a way. And you don't... It's good and then also a pressured position to be in. Yeah. Because then what you need to realise is everything you do, people are looking to it. But then mm-hmm. also you're trying to set an example for others coming through. Yeah. Yeah. You know, particularly people from my background as well. You know, yeah. everything I do, I'm very proud of that. Yeah. And I take it very seriously. And, you know, that was one of the things that the charity stuff started coming in because I was yeah. doing it already kind of low-key yeah. because we've been clinics. You know, I'd get situations where patients were coming for corrective work. And I know they didn't have that money because I could feel it, you know, and it was similar backgrounds. I knew, I was like, I know you don't have this money to do this. And, you know, there was times I'd just say, there's no payment, you know, and they'd be like shocked, like, why? And I just said, look, it's fine, you know, and everyone can do that, you know, especially in my industry. I said, anyone could do that. You can't tell me, you know, we're fortunate in the position to be. You establish yourself and you've got a clinic. You can, once a day or whatever, go, you know what? It's on me today. You can. You literally can. And so then I thought, when I had the show, Body Fixers, 
I started getting more people coming, you know, particularly seeing that fixing God. I'm in this desperate situation. I've had this acid burn or this, this. Can you help me? And so I thought, right, I need to find a more formal way yeah. of trying to organize this. And I realized I started to get some influence. So I thought, right, let me bring these companies that mm. want to attach themselves to me in a way. Yeah. So let me bring pharmacies, you know, product things to come together to give their stuff free so yeah. I can do this and all I needed to do then was give my time yeah. and that's how the Escher initiative became born mm-hmm. and it grew because in a way that was the foundation in kind of treating that in terms of the botched work yeah. and in yeah. trauma and in congenital things but for me it's always been bigger and it's like down to even going into schools you know mm-hmm. it's like where I grew up in Edmund because at that time I remember when I grew up in Edmund you know and I wanted to go med school and I remember the year ahead coming to me saying you know are you sure about this you know, that was deep. It wasn't even... That's actually oh, so deep. That yeah. Is, I thought, what is it your problem? Yeah, it why, wasn't... Why? It wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't even, oh, you know, well, let's give you the tools. Let's yeah. show you. It was like, you sure? You know, it was like a, oh, maybe this, you know. Yeah. It wasn't that motivation. And so to... Mm. It almost was at that stage. I remember then it was like, unless you kicked the ball or you did stuff, there really wasn't that much focused success yeah. for you. Yeah. And so to open up another avenue to say like, look, mm. you know, you can do this. Mm-hmm. You know, you can, if you want to, and give you the support and show you how, yeah. those are things I want to do. And definitely the end game for me is to start doing things back in Nigeria. I said it to my dad, I said it to everyone else, you know, there's a lot to do, you know, but you have to plan, yeah. you know, so there's a big plan, you know, not all of it's out there yet, but there's a big plan. Mm. And I suppose that brings me on to what I'd like to ask you just generally. Mm. What are your goals for the future? Where do you see Esho Initiative or Esho Clinic going? Yeah. For me, I think one of the biggest things, again, I think we talked it before I came on air, was talking about how I kind of sit and I kind of try and absorb around from people who've got big success. Yeah. And I ask them, you know, oh, you know, how do you do it? Or what do you do? And a lot of things I hear from them, the really ones that made it big, or like, you know, they said to me, TJ, you have to make sure you put in your head where you decide when is enough. Yeah. Because if you don't, you will always be chasing yeah. something. Because you can. Yeah, because you can. Yeah. You will always chase a bigger house, more cars, yeah. you know, more success, yeah. more this. Yeah. But you end up losing because what you give up in the end yeah. is time, yeah. is family. You know, you did all of those things at first to get that, yeah. to get the opportunities to have you know, autonomy, time and family. So for me, I said, you know, there's a lot of things coming in terms of there's a book, um, you know, there may be a show, we ain't going to say too much, you know, and, you know, for me really, it's to open the big flagship clinic for London. And at that time, really, you know what, I'll be happy. I'll be happy. You know, for me then, it's focused on family, it's focused on friends and living life because, you know, we're here once. You know, so, and then again, a lot of it for me at that point, if I'm in a privileged position, is just to give back. Because, you know, you go away in life and then what happens? You know, you're done. That's yeah. your time. Mm-hmm. But what you leave is legacy. Yeah. And legacy is so important to me. So not only just in your family, but how you can affect people around you. Yeah. And you can. Yeah. Um, so finding ways through the initiative to do that is definitely another thing for me. Amazing. So you've obviously got, um, like, your, your point in your mind of, like, yeah, when, when it's enough. Yeah, you yeah, have to. I think you have to. That's interesting. I never, I never even thought of that as a concept. Yeah. But of course, you need to do you that. Need to. Yeah. 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 Well, also, a lot of our conversation with you, I feel yeah. like the recurring theme I've heard a lot from you has yeah. been sort of you saying, "I'm not there. You know, I'm, I'm making yeah. it. I'm still growing. I'm still yeah. etc. Cetera, etc." Cetera. So it's yeah. interesting because you've got such a mentality of like growth, always striving. Yeah. You know? Um. But I think you've you got have, to have an endpoint. Yeah, you have to have an endpoint, but sometimes you don't, and you have to 
also, people, my friends told me this, to be able to look and take a step back and see what we've achieved. Because yeah. I remember, like, you know, even since this last month was coming, then one of my friends sat me down and was like, dude, you're <laughs> on the front cover of Times Magazine. Do you yeah. understand that? Yeah, Do yeah. you understand the level of that? And then talking about all these others. Now, if you had this fold-out bed, and now you've got free clinics globally. <laughs> what happened to the fold-out bed? I still got it. I knew you have it. Still, I was like, I don't know. Still, still. When my kids, when, they get, when, I, when I have kids, You're I'm going to be, be like, like yeah. You see this? You see this, son? Or daughter? You see that? Your dad grafted. Anytime they act up. you still got the hole. Yeah, you still got the hole. Anytime they act up and they're wrong, I'd be like, you see this? I did not sweat on this bench. For you to be acting all crazy. Don't you feel like this person who is sad? I feel like I'm seeing who your dad is. Fully, fully. I know that. You know what? The time I realised when I turned into my dad was the day when I sat down and I ate food and I fell asleep. <laughs> I thought, yeah, age cool. Yeah, I used to this. laugh at my dad about that. Like, Look at my dad asleep like that. Yeah. And that was it. And that and it happened to me. I was like, right. <laughs> it's there. Um, but yeah, no, you know, I'm thankful for him because, you know, in many ways it was very strict as most kind of Nigerian parents were. I remember one time. And like, Tamil. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, 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 there you go, every best. Like, I remember being coming to medical school and everybody was. Hugging the kids, saying, well, My dad gave me some military shake. <laughs> a salute. <laughs> it's a salute. Made it. My mum was like, Hug him. He said, No, we, no hugging. No, don't do that. We don't do that. And like, I was like, Right, like, am I adopted or something? You know, where's the love? You know, but then when I graduated, that was the first time I saw him change. He like hugged me, and I was like, Wow. And my mum said, You know what? He's happy because he feels his job is done. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. and I, I get that. And you know, if it wasn't for him and his mum, you know, unfortunately, particularly in the area I grew up, there may have been different things I could have got into, yeah, you know, because some yeah. of my friends did. Yeah. So I hope I have that same thing for when my time comes, yeah. you know, to put yeah. that for my children and stuff. So. And even when we talk about aspirations, I mm. think obviously coming from sort of different backgrounds, mm. all of us, like, it's easy in a world that tells you maybe to not aspire for things yeah. to have we are lucky and blessed to have parents that push, have yeah. always told you that you should and yeah. you can yeah. Why, yeah. You know, that you can achieve things yeah. that you can achieve and Completely. I think we're a testament to them at the end of the day Completely. it sounds so corny now no it is it, it does is. doesn't it? No, it is but you have to be grateful and recognise you have to you have to and it's funny because like I said you spend all that time thinking man they must hate me man what is it I've when your dad's like forget to, about your girlfriend yeah what I've got to do to exactly. and look at you laughing at that girlfriend that you had before yeah you know she's crying somewhere yeah she is she's crying somewhere I'd be upset too. Can you imagine? You know what? I'm she not gonna lie. Uh, hopefully she like, doesn't what? hear this though. But she did. She did reach out to me like on Facebook. Like, um, but you know what? A lot of people did that. You know, when like you break through, they're like, oh, hey, like, T. people from yeah. Barbary yeah. school, like, yeah. yo, how are you doing? I was like, hey, T, babe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm T now. <laughs> but wait, you know, spoke for ten years. You know, but you know, so that's it. But you know, it's it's just one of those things. But yeah, keep. You know, I always say positive vibes only, keep negative vibes away from you, keep your family and friends close and be true to yourself and you won't go wrong in life. And, I, you know, you make a mistake, hands up, keep going, you're human, it's mm. going to happen. Mm. Um, that's the best way to be. Do you, isn't it? Yeah. yeah there fully. we go. So thank you so much for reaching, well, we reached out to you and yeah. you replied so quickly. Oh, it's all good. Yeah. As soon as I saw that, because again, you know, you guys are doing your thing. You don't know where this will lead to, you know? Right now you're doing I can tell because you love it and you're doing it together. Man, keep doing it because the platform is there. If you look at people now, you see the Receipts podcast. I'm that now, Yeah, and now they're on Radio 1, you know? Cash. Yeah, that's it. You know, they're doing their thing. And this is why I keep saying is, 
You know, if you do something you love and you keep pushing in this day and age with all the tools that are free to you, you will break through. Mm -hmm. You just have to have that determination. No one's going to come hand it to you. I love that you said that because I'm reading this book at the moment called Deep Work mm. and it talks about like three uh, three ways in which you can get success. Mm. And one is obviously having like a lot of capital, mm. but that's not even possible for like a lot of us. Mm. And then the two... We're not all kind of No, exactly. 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 And the other two things are either being an expert in your field. So that means spending so much time yeah. and... Mm. Use it, like having useful, intelligent work that we're doing. And the other way, which I think is probably easiest for all of us, is to make use of the technology and the tools mm. that we have available to Completely. us. Yeah. And it's interesting to know that you've done the latter two mm. and actually you're achieving that first one. Mm. With yeah. It. So, yeah. Well, definitely. Pretty dope. Yeah. Thank you so much for talking to us today. That's I think my pleasure. You've given us a lot that we, want, we wanted to yeah. find out. Absolutely. Mm. All about that. Have we, have we, did we touch on the unconscious money? Yeah, we did, yeah, we, did, we, did. we did. Okay, because did. that's people, for the history bit. That's, that's the goal. That's <laughs> it. That's the goal, people. Think of that early. Think yeah. of that early. I would say, you know, sometimes I think, oh, I don't know. I talk about, you know, should you live your life and enjoy it? I sometimes wish I got serious quicker. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. easy in retrospect because yeah. then I think I would be further on in my gen. I was in Marbella partying too much at that time. <laughs> enjoying my, living my best life. Yeah. But I think then sometimes you need to get that out of your system. Exactly. You, do, you go along the journey for yeah. a reason. There's yeah, a reason yeah. that you exactly yeah. you had to, to party in Marbella to be yeah. now. And there's lessons that you've learned along that way oh, as well. Oh, big time. Yeah. Big time, definitely. Thank you so much, Dr. Shay. It's been nice amazing pleasure. to have you on the podcast. Nice and just to learn so much from you and be inspired by you. And, you know, oh, yeah. Exactly. You guys inspire me and I don't mean that in a corny way every time I see people doing their thing that's what pushes me and I think truly people if you're going to be successful don't see someone doing their thing and let it make you feel a certain way about no, it you know it should make you go wow I need to up my game yeah, yeah, yeah. and yo that person's doing them let me shout them don't yeah. let it let be you know about to tear exactly. them down you know that's yeah. always it's what you said about how there's lanes yeah you know. always everyone's got their own exactly we actually need to say bye now, guys, because we keep saying bye yeah. and then coming back to it. I know. And that phone's been ringing. The patients are like yeah. out there going, yo, what's going on? <laughs> so thank you so much, guys. Mm -hmm. Take care. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Bye. 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 Catch us over on www.afterthelettuscom or forward slash after the letters on every social media network. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.